0: Can you believe it's going to be Labor Day weekend this weekend? Because I certainly cannot. This month flew by. I hope you have some fun plans for the weekend. My friend Liz, I'm sure you guys know Liz Anthony, also known as that Pale Little Girl, also has been on this podcast quite a few times. She's coming in this weekend. She is moving to England, so we're having one last hurrah before she crosses the pond. So I'm super excited about that. I'm also probably going to be online shopping because there are always deals. There's a beauty counter Labor Day weekend sale. If you spend $150, you get a free body butter. And this body butter is one of my must-have products. I use it every time I shave, and it makes my skin silky smooth. So if you want to check that out, go to beautycounter.com slash Christina Rice to find all of my favorite personal care products. That tends to be what I spend my money on if I'm ever shopping. I don't really shop that often. Usually either personal care products or programs. And I I don't know because I don't work for them, but I bet Mind Pump today's guests, I bet the boys will have some type of Labor Day sale. If I'm wrong, sorry, but I would check on it. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you guys about today's sponsor, Just Thrive Probiotic. Everyone needs a high-quality probiotic in their lives because it helps your health on so many different levels, and Just Thrive is my top recommendation, and you need to be really picky when it comes to probiotics. There are so many fakes out there on the market. A lot of them do not arrive 100% alive into the intestines so they're not even true probiotics and really you could be doing more harm than good if you're taking one of these fake probiotics. If you want to learn more about probiotics and really go in depth, I recommend listening to episode 220 of this podcast with Tina Anderson who is one of the co-founders of Just Thrive and she really breaks it down in an easy to understand way. What you're looking for in a high-quality probiotic is obviously 100% survivability into the intestine. So it actually works. And a good way to make sure this is going to happen is if the probiotic is shelf-stable, that's a good sign. So Just Thrive strains do not need to be refrigerated. If the probiotic has to be refrigerated, it's probably not going to survive through your body, which is 98.6 degrees approximately, so that's why that's very important. You also want to make sure that the CFUs are actually effective. So it's not about how many probiotic cells are in the product, it's about how many effective cells get to the intestines alive. Just Thrive Probiotic creates a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome by just using 1 billion CFUs per day, so it's highly effective. And what is Just Thrive probiotic helping with? Well, obviously, digestive health, gut health, Just Thrive's formulation has actually been shown in human clinical trials to help begin healing leaky gut in just 30 days, and The majority of Americans have leaky gut, which is really the root cause of most major chronic illnesses. Whether or not you have a chronic illness, it's about prevention as well, and leaky gut can kind of be like a ticking time bomb in the body. It's also great for supporting your immunity, so the strains in Just Thrive can help modulate the immune system, and the spores kind of tutor your immune system to detect and attack pathogens and toxins In the body, it's also really important for metabolic reconditioning. So, these strains in Just Thrive have the ability to greatly improve the production of short chain fatty acids. And with a 40% or more increase in short chain fatty acid production, those strains are really gonna shift your metabolism. A higher production of short-chain fatty acids results in less fat storage in the body, higher fat burn, improved insulin sensitivity, improved satiety, and reduced gut and systemic inflammation overall. So whether you are looking for weight loss, gut health, improving your stress levels and your mood, since probiotics can have a huge effect on, on the mood if you struggle with anxiety or depression, if you have joint pain or allergies, if you're an athlete, this is something that you really need to get into your daily supplement routine. It can make a huge difference and it's so simple to do. Just one a day and you'll notice the results. A lot of people say they don't notice results from probiotics and that's why really the quality matters and this is the one I really recommend you switch to to really get the full benefits. So if you are interested in trying out Just Thrive Probiotic, you can go to bit.ly slash justthrivechristina. And if you want a 15% off discount, you can use my code christina15. So again, that's bit.ly slash justthrivechristina. And my code christina15, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, 1-5 will get you 15% off. So, on today's episode, I'm chatting with the guys from Mind Pump, Sal, Adam, and Justin, who I'm sure you all know. They've been on the show many times, and if you haven't heard my previous episodes with them, you can go ahead and search for those because there are quite a few. I always enjoy chatting with the guys we just... (laughs) We just had a conversation. Basically, I was listening to a conversation, and we talked a lot about their business. Um, and kind of you will learn more about the origin of Mind Pump. If you don't already listen to Mind Pump Media, search Mind Pump Media in your podcast app. They're the top fitness podcast, and they have so many episodes. Your brain will explode. I was on their podcast a long time ago and talked a bit about my story. That was. That was a while ago. That was like two years ago. Wow, time really flies. But anyways, I always have such a fun time hanging out with them. They're like older brothers, and I love that I can give them a rough time, and they're they're good with it. So this is a really just laid-back conversation. You'll get to know them a bit more. And honestly, by the end of this episode, I kind of forgot we were recording, and then I remembered, and I was like, oh, we need to wrap it up. Um, and it's really funny because I had, I made them all pull angel cards. They, they don't really understand, um, the spiritual side of things, my spiritual side of things or my Reiki stuff. So I always think it's funny whenever I'm with them and I pull out the tarot cards or angel cards and, uh, you know, they joke around with it cause they don't really like understand it. So I just like having fun with them, and I get a kick out of their reactions. And it's so funny because every time I do this, they always say, oh, like, I don't, you know, I don't connect with that. And then later on, they for sure do. It's like they just don't see it in that light, and that we'll have a conversation later, and I think, wow, that's exactly what your card was talking about. So it's funny. But make sure you... Check out their podcast, Media, and check out all of their MAPS fitness programs. They have really great fitness programs. My top recs are MAPS Anabolic. I would start there. I also love MAPS Anywhere. If you want travel workouts or if you work out from home and you just want to use bands, MAPS Starter is great if you are new to strength training. They have so many programs beyond that, but I highly recommend those, and if you want to check those out, you can go to bit.ly slash mindpumpcrw and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 10% off of your program. They also have a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you buy a program and for some reason you're not happy with it, you can go ahead and return it, but they are really, really good programs. And I have a blog post up about MAPS Anabolic on my website if you want to know how I adjusted it to be used with dumbbells because I work out at home with dumbbells and I adjusted anabolic to do that so you can go to my website christinaricewellness.com and just search for maps anabolic if you want to read that blog post and for more from the boys you can always find them on social media at mind pump sal mind pump justin mind pump adam and the producer Doug. doug follow Doug too. I know it can be a little bit confusing if this is the first time you've heard them to know who is who, but you'll, you'll catch on as you go. Who's Adam, who's Justin, and who is Sal? I trust you will catch on. So if you're ready to go, kick back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Adam, Sal, and Justin from Mind Pump Media.
1: What Knight was that Rider one that was? What was that one that was? A dun 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 dun, was that night Rider? Yes, night Rider. No. Uh... <singing> uh... They didn't have Airwolf though. Airwolf is early nineties too. Yeah, I loved Airwolf. Are Wolf. you serious? Hey, that wasn't even. Yeah. That wasn't even eighties. <laughs> No, Airwolf was uh, early
2: 90s. You remember Airwolf, right, Adam? I do. This is all before. Oh yeah, this is all, this is that was the helicopter, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The badass it, helicopter which made no sense. No, yeah. it didn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, oh, we're cops. Everybody in the eighties yeah. has like their own helicopter. Yeah, get the get the get the billion dollar special helicopter <laughs> to take out the, gun, yeah. the guy yeah. every
3: time, just in case. And That's you get awesome. like little mini guns, yeah. you know? yeah. for like a bank robbery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the future was he, helicopters. He, 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 robbed,
2: he robbed two million dollars. It takes four million dollars for a flight. <laughs>
1: uh, just were so, gas. Hey, yeah, you know, shit! Totally makes sense. Was, actually, uh, that's was, our, that's our government for you. It was a dumb <laughs> series because every anything that happened, you just waited for the helicopter to come out. Like, yeah. oh, pff, the, the show sucks until the helicopter. Yeah, comes everything
3: out. sucked. The dialogue, everything. But oh shit, that was an awesome! Helicopter, helicopter and right. the music. Yeah. the hi, music was great. Hi,
1: Christina. Hi.
0: Are you guys done reminiscing about the Stone Age? Is this your show?
1: Stone Age. Stone Age. <laughs> Back when you had to watch yeah, commercials, right? It was before Auto Tune. I'm sorry. You yeah. know what though? Literally, it was it was out bef- before you were born, right? When, you when were, was it out? What year were you born?
0: What year do you think I was born?
1: Uh, let's see. How old are you? You're 89. Are you 1989? Where are you at? You're 95. in the 90s.
0: 95. <laughs> Holy <laughs>
2: shit! You're younger than my sister. Jesus Christ. 1995.
1: <laughs> years. I read 1995. I was. In that what makes, were you doing that in, you down, in 95? In 95. Tell
0: me what went down in 95. Eighth,
2: eighth grade. No, you weren't, were you? Yeah, 8th grade. 8th grade? 99, I graduated high school in 99. Oh, right, yeah. I was in high school at 96. I was a sophomore. So I was a, I was was a freshman.
3: See, that's how it goes. There you
2: go. 8th, grade,
1: 10th. Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school.
0: Okay, so tell me the highlight of your year. Of 8th grade? Yeah. Oh, boy. I moved
2: back from Colorado. Um, I hated Colorado, right? I lived there from 7th to 8th grade. You were Why'd the only? you hate it? Because he was the only Mexican guy. Yeah, I got bullied. Oh really? Yeah, I, my mom actually pulled me out of school, and we homeschooled for the remainder of the year. So I only I only stayed in school. Could have uh, been the sombrero you wore every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the poncho.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <And it> trying <laughs> blending in
2: a little bit
0: What the
1: He rode school <laughs> yeah. on a on a mule. <laughs> <laughs> Take the bus like all the other kids. I don't know oh, what man. I was thinking. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking,
2: but yeah. So I got I got bullied. I got pulled out. Uh, I, I stayed there for basketball. So I played basketball, the basketball season after basketball season, my mom pulled me out. I homeschooled for the rest of the year. Uh, and then there, then my parents talked about moving back to California, literally back to the same little town that we lived in before, which would be the elementary school friends that I grew up with. So I actually was flown back to California Uh, Like, three months early, I lived with, like, one of my mom's friends so I could actually graduate with my class that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was doing. Now, all joking
1: aside, they legit did uh, bully you because you were, yeah.
2: So I was bullied in Colorado, uh, where I was at, Woodland Park, Colorado. I was at the middle school there, Um, you know, which is funny to me because I've grown up in areas uh, like San Jose. I was born in San Jose where I don't fit in with uh, Mexicans. But then here in, in, in Colorado, like I was, I couldn't fit in with the white kids. So mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't belong. I wasn't white enough. I wasn't Mexican, mm-hmm. Mexican enough, depending on where I was at. And when I was in Colorado, I wasn't white enough. And mm-hmm. so everybody teased me and called me Dominican and Cuban and Spick And so I got bullied a lot. Now it wasn't just verbal stuff. And I could, cause I could totally handle that stuff. Um, It would get to like fights on the playground and it would be multiple guys and I would defend myself So I was getting in fights at school like almost every day and what really started it was It was a new school that I came into and I was a a point guard and In basketball, I took the starting position of -hmm. like the most popular kid in school Oh, So he was like the kid who grew up in that town. Everybody knew him. He dated the cute girl in school He was the point guard uh, I come in, I take a starting position, and he just made my life miserable. So everybody that was friends or connected to him, he was always stirring stuff up, and so I was getting in. This was like the Karate kid story, yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of like really that. Sad. Exactly.
3: Yeah,
2: it wasn't that sad actually. I mean, of course, I was probably sad during those those days. Did I think I was. Pro- a lot? You don't
0: think that affected you?
2: Uh, it made me tougher for sure. You know, like uh, I I was fine with the like I I've never let like um, the verbal stuff bothered me. Like you could call me names all day long. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've always been secure enough to not let that really bother me, even at a young age. Uh, but the fighting was rough. I mean, getting in fights and being outnumbered like four or five to one, you know, and then like, and then at first, like the first couple times I would get in trouble, you know, I come mm-hmm. home and my mom would be like, you're in detention or I got written up or whatever. And, and she'd be like, "Why are you getting in these fights?" And I'm like, "Listen, I mean, three guys are throwing snowballs at me or pushing me, and start-
0: snowballs.
2: Yeah, I'm in Colorado. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like a movie. This
0: <laughs> is real life. <laughs> it,
2: to- it totally, it snowballs totally snowballs
0: hurt though. Holy oh yeah, especially
2: yeah, like ice. Yeah, four or five of them coming yeah. at you from all different yeah. directions.
0: <laughs> okay, wait, 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 California kid. Because, no, because there's no snow here, right? So when I was younger. Um, for my birthday, we would go to the ice rink and get a bunch of snow, fill a truck, and I was like, I'm "Gonna have a snowball birthday party." And then the first snowball that hit me, I was like, "This shit hurts." I was, <laughs> it was not fun. I'm over
1: it. <laughs> yeah. and you guys went to the ice rink just to get snow for your birthday. Yeah,
0: you can do that. Yeah. Wow. So you fill a truck. You and weren't then that you spoiled have... at all. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. If you go at the end, of the, you can. Anyone can go at the end of the day. You guys should do this. Just ice shaving. We should yeah. totally do this. Yeah, just get a should. bunch of yeah. snow. We used to yeah. do it in high school. Throw too. it at the employees. Yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, you get snow.
3: Random
1: people, but it's them.
0: like it hurts so bad.
1: Well, just imagine yeah. how confused you would be. What a great prank! <laughs> yeah, walking around in San Jose in the summertime, get hit with a snowball <laughs> so out of nowhere. <laughs> snowball fight, <And laughs> just
3: start
0: well, pelting it's not, people because it's not normal snow; it's like straight ice. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not it's like, like a slushy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that hurts. Yeah. Okay, so you got hit with snow. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I'm trying to remember actually all the different things that happened to I me. Mean, a lot, of, a lot of the fights stem from on the basketball court because you know, as a kid, when you're in, in in seventh, eighth grade, you you know, at recess and uh, break, you're always playing ball. Mm-hmm. So I was always playing basketball, and then when you're on the courts, there's no coaches, there's no teachers, and then you on asphalt. So there was a lot of pushing and shoving and like extra physical play. So a lot of times the fights happen like that. You know, I'm playing, and I know like someone's physically trying to take me out and do things to me, and. You know, I would fight back and defend myself, and then I'd get in fights and get in trouble. So I was constantly getting in trouble like that. And so I was getting in trouble at home, and I was trying to finally tell my mom, like, listen, I'm not – you know me. I'm not trying to start all these fights. These kids are, are bullying and picking on me and shit. And she got to a point where she had enough of it, and she went down there, talked to all my teachers, made a big old stink about it. And she's like, that's it. I'm pulling you out of school. And I, I begged to stay till season was over because I wanted to play ball. And still didn't care how much I was getting bullied. I cared that I love basketball that much, so I got to finish the season. After I finished the basketball season, she pulled me out, homeschooled me the rest of the year.
0: Oh, she homeschooled you? Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Yeah. So all of pretty much all of uh, you know seventh into eighth grade, I was homeschooled. And
0: did that- you Did you have any friends at school?
2: I had a lot of friends, so this was the first Colorado. I moved to a lot of different schools growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the many schools that we. I, I moved, lived in nine different homes growing up mm-hmm. till high school, and then after high school, I moved a bunch of other times. So we would go around to different schools. Every school I've ever gone to, I've never had a problem meeting new people, getting friends. I and I typically wherever I've been, I've been a popular kid. I have a lot of friends. I'm a friendly person. I get along with a lot of people. I'm athletic and play sports. The things that kind of fucking matter when you're a kid, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I was really good at all that stuff and made friends. Colorado was the only place that I struggled. It was the only place that uh, those things didn't do anything for me. Being athletic and friendly and outgoing, it didn't matter. A lot of the kids were, you know, and a lot of kids that you know, you would say they were racist, but I don't, they don't fucking know any, but kids just tease. You know mm-hmm. if you find anything to make fun of somebody, you you yeah. make fun of them. so, it really didn't affect me like I see it affects some people. I'm sure it did affect me, but the way it affected me is, I think it just made me tougher. It made me realize that like happens to everybody, even someone like me who has lots of friends mm-hmm. and and is used to being popular and stuff like that. Could and being a starter on the basketball team, all the things that I thought would make you cool and is normally makes me uh, a popular kid in school didn't matter. I still got bullied and called names, but you know, again, I didn't. I didn't let those things like. Uh, bother me. I think it just hardened me and toughened me up for situations later on in life where people call you names or try that shit. That shit doesn't phase me really. And I think it's probably because of what I went through as a young kid.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I think a lot of adults think that the only kids that get bullied are the ones with no friends. Oh yeah. And That's it's not true. at all.
2: No, not at all. And, and then we, we, I, and I don't even, I, again, I don't blame the kids. Like when you're a kid, like the kid, I, I, I imagine if you're a, a seventh grade kid, And you've been told you're the best thing since sliced bread your whole life. Mommy and daddy love you. You're athletic. You're dating the cutest girl in school. You're popular. And some fucking nobody comes out of nowhere and moves into your school and takes your starting position Mm -hmm. and, like, is getting this attention. Like, man, kids don't know how to react to that shit. So he reacted like probably a majority of even good kids would react, which is you know pissed off because he's losing his starting position and so he probably made my life miserable and gathered his friends that were more friends with him and talked shit about me and like that's i mean i think it's really normal and i don't think it's uh i don't doesn't i think, mean
0: it's okay though
2: oh I, i'm not saying that it's okay at all but i think that sometimes we live now in this time where we're we're trying to protect these kids so much and we're so oh my god like mm. everything's a trigger warning and
1: it's like man it's that's that, a good point it's rather than try, it's almost like prepare them for the inevitable which right. is you're going to experience something like that yeah. at yeah. some point
2: that's how I feel instead yeah. of instead of trying to protect them so much and, and these cry closets and the trigger warnings
3: and all this anti-bullying stuff
2: it's what's like
0: what's a cry closet
1: you didn't read about that
3: there was a oh, col- was at
0: the college? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was an
3: experiment, but it turned out it was a real thing. It turned and out they, people used it? Yeah, they actually used it <laughs> <Yeah. to laughs> cry. Oh, my, oh, my God. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I imagine one, ah. one day Maximus will have to deal with this, and uh, what, I, what I won't be is a father that goes down and fights his battles or pulls him out of school or feels sorry for him. I'll, I'll talk to him on how to... And I, the, the bottom line is, the reality of it is, is there's a lot of fucking mean people in this world yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of losers and an insecure people and people that have a lot of issues themselves. And that just continues on into adulthood. Yeah. If you can't figure it out as a kid, it's just going to make it that much more difficult as an adult. So, you know, I don't I don't I don't feel sorry for myself at all for any of the things that I went through like that. In fact, I feel blessed because now I feel like I can speak to it or now that I'm raising a son, I feel like that I'm prepared for those type of things because I went through a lot of it.
0: Have your kids ever come home and said they're bullied?
1: Um, my daughter came home once and said that her uh, one of the girls on the bus. This was a while ago. Said that she had a big butt, <laughs> and she was upset. <laughs> That'd be a compliment. And if she's she was older. upset about that. Yeah, and I'm, and so then I said, Well, what did what what, what did you do? I said, did, did, how did that make you feel? She's like, it hurt my feelings. I'm like, Well, what did you do? And she's like. Well, I told her that she had no butt. And I'm like, okay. Well, you, you fought back. I mean, it's all good. Yeah. Um, no, they they'll come home and tell me about stuff with their friends and, and situations. But uh, I, I mean, I'm in the same camp as Adam. I, I talk to them and, and try and coach them on how to handle things themselves, on how to handle those situations themselves. The last thing that I think will will help them is me jumping in and and doing that work for them. Yeah. And you, you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna happen. You're gonna encounter assholes and people who are just going to try and take advantage of you and you need to learn how to handle it and you can't be shielded from it it's impossible it's going to happen at some point in your life and better to practice when you're young than when you're older
2: i wish i wish my parents would have taught me probably back then like what type of kid is doing that like i i wish i wish i would have learned that i learned that later on in life but that's the type of stuff that i would say to maximus is like i would sit him down and explain uh, we yeah, I know what 's happening yeah i would wake i 'd make my son almost feel sorry for the kid that 's bullying him, you know, mm-hmm. like letting him know that like listen this kid this kid doesn 't have a happy life like you mm-hmm. he doesn 't have a he 't have a father that probably loves him the same way he does, and something 's going on in his life, and so he finds the need to try and put you down son that 's not a that 's not a good thing at all, so it may hurt what he 's saying, but in reality he 's hurting even worse than you inside, like I yeah. would want to coach mm-hmm. him through understanding what's happening to him. And that would empower him, I feel like, and embolden him. That they'd be like, oh, okay, I'm not worrying about this kid, this poor kid. His dad probably doesn't love him. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be helpful, but I feel like most kids don't tell their parents what's going on.
2: Probably. Especially
0: now with all the shit that goes on with social media. Yeah,
2: I don't remember how long it was before like my mom found out. Like, yeah. I, I wish... I, God, it's so crazy. It's so long ago. Like, uh,
0: I would imagine... 95. I would Jesus imagine she Christ. found
1: out... <laughs> I was a fetus. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine she found out when you got in trouble with school.
2: Yeah, I, I had gotten in trouble multiple times. So I'd been in detention quite a few times because I can recall... like. There's like memories of, you know, stuff happening in the middle class where, you know, kids are talking shit to me in class. I remember the snowball fight stuff. I remember basketball court fights. And, you know, so I remember being in the principal's office pretty frequently. And, you know, I don't think I don't remember if it came out right away that I was being because I don't even think people said bullied back then It was mm-hmm. just like yeah
1: you just said yeah some kids this, are messing
2: with me yeah some kids said something to me or messed with me we got into a fight what it is what it is and you know and my family comes from the turn the other cheek thing so i think early on my mom was probably telling me to turn the other cheek and i just it was like okay i can't do that anymore like it's it's getting i'm getting into fights i'm getting teamed up and i think after after it happened enough times she realized like oh shit you know something's going on and then mm-hmm. went down
1: there and then tried
2: to pull me out of school
0: i think it's different for guys and girls though it's a lot more psychological.
1: It's much more political and psychological for girls than it is for boys. That's true. Uh, for 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 boys, and maybe maybe it's different now because of social media. But when when I was a kid, for boys. You got in a fight. That's what you did and then you were kind of done well, gr- or you got in multiple
2: fights. Girls also girls also really early learn how to say really mean shit. Yeah. Like boys say stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you are retarded. Yeah. You're, stu- you're or calling me Dominican or calling me things that um, it's like no, like a girls will pick on like An a, actual fe- a feature about, yeah. about you. Like oh, your nose is so ugly. Yeah, you know. Then you're and like
0: calculator. They They'll like send yeah. pictures around about each other. Like it's- yeah,
2: girls are fucking mean.
1: Well, I, I saw <laughs> I saw this one out when my when my kids were just started school. I remember it was preschool, uh, first day of school. My daughter was out playing with the the other kids, and you could see this little girl was being isolated by some other girls, mm-hmm. and it was that young. They were that young, and I could see the other girls were talking like, "Don't play with her," and they left her over there by herself yeah. whereas boys tend to get, fuck with you they'll, they'll do something to you or they'll say something to you yeah you see the girls kind of conspiring and you know building their alliances so it is different i do agree with you it is different but it doesn't necessarily make it any easier one way or the yeah, other and because for because that's an adulthood yeah and <laughs> also girls get hella mean as they get older well, too <laughs> also also it's really stressful to to because i got ju- i got god i got jumped and and beat up in, in seventh grade and you know, as a boy, there's a the fear of of real physical bodily harm. Yeah, that's a real threat. It's a real thing. Like, how often when a woman cuts you off and you guys yell at each other, do you think to yourself, "I may have to get out of the car and, and get in a big physical altercation"? It's pretty rare, but when a guy does that to you, men, we automatically will. You know, if we say something back, we know there's a chance we're going to get into physical altercation. There's that real threat of uh, of physical violence. And it's not necessarily any less stressful, I'll tell you. I, I remember getting, I got jumped by four guys. Then I went and found the, the, Where were the main, you? this was seventh, uh, eighth grade, eighth grade. Like at school? Grade. Yeah, I got jumped in the bathroom. Mm. They closed off both exits and then they, they jumped me in the bathroom. I got jumped by that in fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I have yeah, a big, I got map.
3: jumped in high school too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I, that, like, and that, I got that, batteries that, thrown at that, me and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, they corner you it's in the very, bathroom? Yeah, I got cornered by two
2: eighth graders when I was in fifth grade. And that was back when, which is obviously you don't remember these times, but they're, it was popular to do what are called swirlies. You know what a swirly is? And put oh. your head in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, and flush it. Did that happen to you? Yeah, by, well, they tried. That two, happened to you
0: guys? Two eighth, no.
2: Two eighth grade guys tried to take me in the bathroom and try and. Try stick
0: to my, take you in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, they tried They try to take <laughs> me in the bathroom
2: <laughs> and stick my head in the toilet and swirly, and I fought like crazy. And yeah. they didn't, but I mean, they were slamming my head against the wall, and I was oh. getting tossed around. I mean, eighth yeah. grade, I'm fifth grader. No, I I
1: walked into the bathroom and I'm peeing at the urinal and I see you know three of the, and there were the there were these gang members that would go to my school and you could tell by the way they dressed there were three of them in there one of them was peeing next to me two of them are just standing there and then I see through the corner of my eye two more walk in and the door closed, and I knew oh it's just me and them so I'm like finish up I'm pretending like to wash my hands try to walk out they won't let me and we get in a fight it's because I had a big mouth mainly
0: but just don't you think that's weird like psychologically as humans like why. Why do people do that? Of
2: course, the kid the kid has major troubled issues at home. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that he's got a, a makes
1: him feel powerful and in
0: yeah, control. Yeah, I
2: guarantee he probably gets he probably gets his ass beat by his dad at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it's it, when they're when they're that young and they do things like that that are so vicious, it's normally because they're hurting deep down. And that, to me, that's the that's the coaching as a parent to give to your kid that goes through that. Well, Instead the other of part of trying to run and protect him and shame yeah. the the bully kid, it's like to to teach the kid that how sad and broken that kid probably mm-hmm. is that he feels the need that he needs to pick on someone your size and do that to Well you.
1: the other thing I teach my my kids is I teach them to never let anybody um take advantage of them. So if somebody's bullying you or someone's trying to be physical, if there's an opportunity to leave, you leave. Don't say anything. Um but if you can't, don't let the person walk all over you. Stand your ground. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you need to attack first but stand your ground. And it makes you less of a target. It really does. It, 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 oftentimes, what these types of people will do is they'll find an easy target. Mm-hmm. And once they know that they can get away with fucking with you, you become the the main target and they'll keep coming after you. I had a big mouth. So as soon as they- no. you know, Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> so I, I didn't back down. And now it got me jumped, but then I, eventually they left me alone because I was too much of a pain in the ass. Like We're not going to keep messing with this kid who's going to keep coming back at us and is not going to- back down. Let's just leave them alone. So that's it's the same thing I tell my kids. Don't let people, and I also tell them this, if you see something terrible that's happening and you don't sh- jump in to stop it, you are part of the problem. You're one of the reasons why it's still happening. So if something's happening, someone's getting hurt or something's going on, you either get help or you go in and help someone. Otherwise you're, you're, you're almost as bad as a person that's doing it.
0: Has there been a time as an adult that you've felt taken advantage of, like in business?
1: Oh, in business. Mm. Um, no, because I'll let someone, um, I'll, 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 I give a lot. And then when I realize I'm being taken advantage of, I just stop. Mm-hmm. So I, I typically don't continue the relationship in that way. But I, I've only had one other partnership be- before this one. And it was a short partnership. So most of the time I've been in business, it's been just for myself. Um, never have I felt taken advantage of the, by these guys these guys are mm. uh, they, they put their, everything into what they well, do
0: well I didn't think about them I meant like well just sometime on my experience <laughs> okay
1: Justin uh, I had a, a
3: nutritionist uh, this lady who had reached out to me and wanted to kind of like Uh, go under my wing and learn everything about training and and kind of get into the personal training world. And so we kind of, and and I, my nutrition knowledge was pretty limited back then. And so I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool fair trade. Like we'll both kind of exchange information, like co-train these people You can take care of the nutrition. I'm like building up the value that I'm presenting my clients that way. And, uh, you know, after, I don't know, maybe a year of working with her. And then there was like a lot of red flags where, um, she was trying to get me to pay for her phone bills. She was trying to get me to like do all these extra things that were like, and try to justify it and wrap it into like a, a business that we were sharing together. And, and, uh, of course my wife was very in tune with all this and was like telling me all these, like, Hey, I don't know if I trust, you know, this lady, but, uh, I mean, me, I was just trying to be nice and like, cause I knew she was, uh, she has this background of, um, like, I guess there was all this stuff going on in her life and she was just trying to like recreate herself and like get her business going again. And so mm-hmm. she was really leaning on me a lot, uh, through this process. And, uh, it turns out like later on I had to let her go. Uh, and then she, she was like already conspiring with the, the couple clients I did let her kind of work with me with and, and took them and ran, you know, off and and created her own business with these three different clients that I was working with her with. So, um, you know, it did happen, but at the same time, like they got burnt out with her and came back to me anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, like the, to me, it it was, it was a learning lesson in terms of like seeing those red flags and, and uh, you know, adjusting accordingly. I was just like, you know, oblivious at the
2: time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Too giving. What about you?
3: I was in my late
2: 20s. I was in my late 20s. I partnered up with uh, a lady that was a client of mine. And she I got her in phenomenal shape. She actually competed at 41 years old uh, and won in like a bikini contest. Mm-hmm. And was really, really smart, successful business lady. Her husband was a rocket scientist. And she looked at me and she's like, you know, I think I want to make a career change and move out of what she was. She was an in interior design and she had built these other companies. And she's like, I'm really intrigued with fitness and health and she had gut issues at the time and uh she we were we were working on all that and she she'd really started to fall in love with fitness and i was constantly telling her that i think she should do it and turned her on to her first like national certification and after she did it she goes uh she asked me if i would want to uh, start a boot camp business with her so this is Mm -hmm. actually um uh how i built the last boot camp business that i was running all over san jose and uh we started it And it was going really good. We were growing it. And kind of what it was, was she was the back end. Uh, It was a really good partnership at the beginning. Uh, She uh, she liked, she was very detailed, uh, organized, the opposite of me. I'm like, I'm so all over the board. I hate bookkeeping. I don't like all that stuff, but that needs to be done in scaling any business and she did that part. I was good at, you know, getting the leads and driving more traffic to the business and and running all the camps and the program design and interacting with the people and doing all that. So it really was like a really good relationship for a while and we grew it up to be uh really successful. It was a six-figure business and uh, about that time when we were looking to scale and bring on more trainers and stuff, she basically approached me one day. And I had, so part of this too, I spent a lot of time with this lady for about three years. And I always got the sense that uh, her husband was kind of jealous of our relationship and wasn't real comfortable with me. Every, a lot of times I'd come over to the house and we'd be doing business and I just felt like he was really cold and really didn't talk to me very much for a guy that was in, in the partnership with his wife. Mm-hmm. But I also know what it's like when you train... Uh, married women and you get them in some of the best shape of their life, like unless you're a very secure man, it normally kind of shakes the household a little bit. So not only was I that guy who did that with her, but then we go into partnership together. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of felt like maybe he was probably in her ear Mm -hmm. and she approached me one day and told me that uh, she didn't feel like uh, it it was very equitable for her was her exact words and that she felt that she was doing a majority of the work. And she wanted to take like 80% of it and then drop me down to 20% because all I was really doing was running the camps. And I was so insulted by that because, you know, at that time I was the one that kind of really turned her into fitness and, and it educated her mm-hmm. in, in the field. I knew uh, that the people came to the camp for me, you know, mm-hmm. I knew I've been a trainer for a very long time and I knew uh, that the type of service that I provided was really what this, why this business was scaling and growing. So... I didn't not only think that I was worth 50%, I thought I was the most valuable asset that we had mm-hmm. to this business. And for her to come to me and actually think that uh, she was worth more than I was in the business, I was really insulted by it. So I actually uh, gave her all all the clients, or said all the camps and all the schedule that I was running, and said, I tell you what, like uh, you go your way, I'll start completely over on my own, and turn it over. And what ended up happening was, Uh, like 90% of the people that were going to her camps, uh, all left found out where I was at and I ended up building it on my own and and continued it on. But yeah, that was a definitely one of those awkward conversations that I had to have with this person way back when. Isn't that,
1: isn't that always the case with, with the partnerships that fail? It's like ego gets in there. I'm yeah. more, you know, because totally. you know how valuable you were but you also knew that you needed her side. Right. So yeah. it's not like you would have gone to her and said I'm, you know, yeah. I'm more valuable. And, and I think it, that's what
2: I was so insulted
1: by yeah. is mm-hmm.
2: knowing how valuable I was but then also respecting like I don't want to do her part of the job. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to sit down and do accounting and doing all the bookkeeping shit like, you know, when she was working on her advertising and I'm like "Uh, I don't want any of that stuff like I don't I don't enjoy that part of building a business I love the people and being out there in the mix but in her eyes that was the easy part every time yeah do you
0: know what happened to her like do you know I do actually she
2: she wrote a book um she wrote a book she started up she actually took uh, the oatmeal that I used to teach her how to make.
0: Uh, what kind of oatmeal is this?
2: It's oh, it's just it's just oatmeal, Special. walnuts, blueberries, and cranberries. Uh, it's just okay. like a and packed with protein. It's so uh-huh. it's just a breakfast that uh, when we when I was training her, uh, I had her do. She actually took the recipe, added a few things to it, so it was hers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and she sells that. So she sells. The, it's actually one of the local gyms over here. You can you can see him over there. She wrote a book. So she tried to and she still has the one boot camp, and uh the four members that she has that attends it, so she still kind of does that. She has a very wealthy husband so doesn't have to make mm-hmm. a lot of money mm-hmm. uh but we've ran into each other since then and it's cordial like we're not there's no like animosity yeah. i I was like, deuces, I'm out if you don't see the value in, in me, I'll go do this on my own and I did you mm-hmm. know, and moved on from our our partnership so there wasn't any like Hard feelings over it, but I definitely remember like feeling really disappointed that wow, like it's crazy that that person could undervalue me that much, yeah, yeah, I was really insulted by that because I really felt like well, I knew I knew the business was mostly me, it's like, okay, I do recognize that I don't want to do any of that part of that business, and that's important mm-hmm. to building and scaling a business like we did. But I knew the real secret sauce to the success of the business was the guy running the classes and the mm-hmm. ability to attract more people and to give people results and to keep them coming back and to grow it. Like to me, that it's like was the lifeline. Yeah, 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 totally. So for someone to, I mean, it was so in left field for me. I yeah. was not, I was not ready for her to be blindsided like that.
0: I hope you're enjoying this chat with Adam Sal and Justin, but I want to take a brief. Pause to chat about today's sponsor, Beekeepers Naturals. Because if you are not using Beekeepers Naturals products yet, you're seriously missing out. These products will change your life. They have changed mine. They've become a part of my daily routine, and I cannot imagine life without them. If you are not familiar with Beekeepers Naturals, they create high quality bee products that can be used for a wide variety of health benefits and I first started using Beekeepers Naturals bee propolis spray a few years ago after I heard people like Chris Kresser and Katie from Wellness Mama talking about it and I thought, what is this stuff? So I started using the propolis and I knew it was great for immunity and really great if you got sick, if you had a sore throat or a cough. But as I learned more about it, I found out that there were so many other incredible benefits and it really is nature's antibiotic and it's something I take every day, at least twice a day. I do five to ten sprays in my mouth every morning, every afternoon, sometimes more often. It is amazing to support your immunity. Great if you are stressed out, if you want to fight against any free radical damage, if you travel a lot, if you're an athlete. If you just want to prevent yourself from getting sick, if you have an autoimmune disease, if you have gut dysbiosis or candida, it can help to kill that. It really just is something that I think everybody should have in their medicine cabinet. Like I said, it's nature's antibiotic. You really want this if you're sick. But even if you're not sick, it's great for everyday immune support. And I think everybody should take this every single day. Another product I use from them every single day is their Bee Powered Hive Superfood Complex. And I love this stuff because it tastes delicious, but it contains all of the... Different superfoods from the hive that you need to fuel your mind and your body. So, the blend has the propolis for the immune support, it has the royal jelly in it to support the brain and your skin health. It also has bee pollen, which is great for energy, and of course, their signature raw enzymatic honey. It tastes delicious, and I take it every single morning as a boost of energy and also just to support my overall brain. And body, it's like instead of taking a daily multi, take the B-Powered. This stuff is also amazing for skin. So you can put it on as a face mask and it makes your skin glow and it's great if you have particularly dry skin, dry patches like psoriasis or eczema can be really, really healing for that. Another one of the products that I love is their b Brain Fuel. And this is a great nootropic formula that has natural compounds like the royal jelly and ginkgo that really help to enhance memory, performance, cognition. So if you need to study your focus, you just want your brain firing as well as it can be. Try out the Beelixer Brain Fuel. I love this because it's caffeine-free. So if you don't do coffee or caffeine, this is a great way to get that brain boost. You could just take half to a full vial with some food because it's fat-soluble every single day and see how you feel. It's also great because you can take it later in the day and you won't won't be up late because there's no caffeine. And speaking of being up late, another one of my favorite products is their Bee Chill Hemp Honey. And I love having some of this. Every single night, they call it your daily dose of chill, which it is. So the B-Chill is awesome because it has high-potency hemp oil and an MCT emulsion. So it's going to naturally maximize the bioavailability and the absorption of the hemp. So you can chill out with the hemp. There's about 28 milligrams of hemp per teaspoon. And, of course, 0% THC, it's USA-grown hemp. And then also mixed with their signature enzymatic honey, which tastes delicious. And honey before bed is a great sleep hack because it stocks the liver with glycogen so you don't wake up in the middle of the night if your brain is searching for fuel while you're sleeping. This is a great thing to try out if you have the problem where you wake up in the middle of the night. Plus, you're getting all of the enzymes and antioxidants from the honey. I seriously cannot live without these products, and I know a lot of you have told me this has changed your life as well. And I swear I keep finding out about more and more uses for propolis, which, I mean, I think that's my all-time favorite product. And one of the few things, there may be five products in my life where I, I genuinely could not live without, That's that's one of them for sure. So if you want to try out any products from Beekeepers Naturals, you can go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash CRW and use my discount code CRW for 15% off. Again, that's beekeepersnaturals.com B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com slash CRW and my code CRW will get you 15% off. And if you want to learn everything you need to know, about beekeepers naturals products and bee products in general make sure you listen to my podcast episode with carly stein who is the founder of beekeepers naturals and that is episode 206 that episode will blow your mind it has so much helpful information in it all right now that you know a bit about beekeepers naturals let's go ahead and hop back into this conversation with adam sal and justin so now, after those experiences, how do you guys decide who you're going to collaborate with?
1: Ooh. Like, you mean, like, sponsors? And, yeah, just and in
0: general. I'm sure a lot of people ask you. Yeah, all but also stuff. in picking each other.
1: Oh, wow. Well, that's a good question. You know, I don't know if we actually... I think by the time we all met each other, we'd all, uh, we were all a little older and more experienced. And so you kind of know who you, you know, what your non-negotiables are. Mm-hmm. What are those? Uh, well, authenticity has got to be number one. I mean, one of the very first conversations we had, I think if it was one of the first conversations we had was that we wouldn't compromise, uh, the, our truth and integrity that when we would communicate <laughs> on the podcast, whether it made us popular or unpopular, that we would just be totally honest and we didn't give a shit. Um, and uh, everybody was uh, not just on board, but I think everybody had the same idea coming into that first meeting that we would communicate, uh, you know, things in that way. So that was that's the most number one important thing. There's there's
2: also that we had, you know, Sal and I had mutual friends who we have a lot of respect for, mm-hmm. um, Jason and Larry. That um, I mean, I love those guys, like, um, and I've known them for a very long time, and so is Sal. And it was crazy that we had never met. But we had them as mutual friends. so And they would always tell me, like, you and Sal. And they all spoke extremely highly of Sal mm-hmm. uh, for years. That you, know, you got to meet this guy, Sal. You guys are a lot alike. And you guys would do some stuff. To, so I've been hearing that for like a decade. Mm-hmm. That I got to meet this guy, Sal. And Got Just-
0: some street cred.
1: Mm, yeah, well, I heard the same oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would hear the same thing from them and, some, and from other people. I'd always hear his name but never met him and, before.
2: And Justin and I had already been connected in together for years already. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. was a trainer for me. I mean, hired him out of college. And so we had already bonded, and I already knew who he was. Like I mm-hmm. for sure knew the type of person he was, respected him. We'd worked together for many years, so we'd already forged a really good relationship. And what I really think had happened was – Because of all the the people that I respected that said stuff about Sal, when I met Sal, Sal was already connected to Doug. And when he basically co-signed for Doug, I, I co-signed for Justin. Like, mm-hmm. listen, this you, if you like me and you mm-hmm. think that you and I could do something together, like, mm-hmm. wait till you meet my- They have my- their number one draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it kind of is like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sal had, had found Doug and Doug really compliments Sal and mm-hmm. Justin really compliments me. Like, we're, we're very, as much as we're all alike, we're very different and mm-hmm. we found that in each other. I think that- you know, Sal's strengths are probably Doug's weaknesses and Sal's weaknesses are Doug's strengths. And the same thing goes for Justin yeah. and I. And so when Sal and I kind of bonded, connected, and we'd already been co-signed by other people who we highly respect, and then we hit it off right away. I mean, I really did. I I, I didn't really know Doug when we first all got together, but the fact that Sal said like, listen, this dude is, he's the real deal. Like, I I respected that. It wasn't like I had to go like and interrogate him or like investigate. It's like if this guy is saying like this is his his dude that he would want to bring in this like I've got hundreds of trainers that are connected to me that Mm -hmm. I have a lot of respect for. In fact, probably at least a dozen or two dozen of them. I still mentor and have Mm -hmm. a lot of love for and are very talented and successful and I wouldn't have brought anybody else but Justin. There's a reason for that. You what know? is it? Oh, just his integrity for sure. His mm-hmm. his integrity, his work ethic, and then his his what he compliments me is his strengths are my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So that part of him, I I've, I've had I've had trainers that have done other things business wise, but when we worked together, he complimented me really really well, mm-hmm. and that's why we made a, such a good team back then. So I knew he would make a great team or a team player in what we were doing now. And I felt Sal spoke the same way mm. about Doug. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, hey, Doug's like me. He's another me. And I wasn't repping Justin like, Justin's like me. It's like, no, I got a guy. Yeah, He'll be perfect. He's at all the things that you don't like to do and I don't like to yeah. do. These guys mm-hmm. like to do. This will be perfect.
3: It's interesting because, yeah, I was very happy just doing my own thing. Like, that's always been the case. But, like, I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of sports teams and, like, have been in the team dynamic quite a bit. Um, so I, I can kind of see like where, you know, a winning formula is. Uh-huh. And, um, so that, that was something that sort of changed again. I was, I was trying to force working with people for a while. And like, that's where that whole thing kind of happened was like, I need to expand on my services. I need to create more value for like my own business and what I'm putting out there. But Uh, you know, we just like, it's just a line to where Adam, uh, had been looking back at getting into fitness again because he was doing his other ventures. And I was like, oh man, we worked so well together back in the day. It was like, we got to do something. We didn't even know what it was. Like we started out trying to just work on something. Like I was trying to come up with this app and we were both putting our efforts in that direction. And then, you know, we just Got connected to Sal, and then that became sort of something that was interesting. And you could just see right away the dynamic. And uh, you know just what we've heard about Sal, and then also just again, it's it is all about the integrity. It's about you are what you say you are, you do what you say you'll do, mm-hmm. and like I just I I know that based off of like people's actions and what they what they show me. So that's that's definitely something I pay attention to a lot. Yeah, you,
1: I, I had to win Justin over. You did <laughs> really? Why
3: is <laughs> that? I have this kind of reserve especially for charismatic people. Uh-huh. Um, to me, like I've gone through a lot of church and I know Adam has a similar situation where when you grow up in, in like a church setting, there's a lot of different preachers, there's a lot of different elders, yeah. lots of different people in power positions that um, just talk at people. Mm-hmm. And, and to <laughs> me, I'm always, oh, I'm, I've just always been a very like. like like critical, like skeptical. Like I just, I want to know people's true intention Mm -hmm. and I want to cut through all the bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. to me, like if people talk too much, there's typically, there's a lot of bullshit. Like there's Mm -hmm. just a lot that they, they want to talk a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm trying to get to a point. Get to the fucking point, <laughs> you know. You don't have yeah. to talk about all this other stuff. And so that's just me. That's how. That's why. Like people think I'm quiet, or whatever. It's just I just get to the point. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't like talking in circles. Did you know that we were all? Everyone was. So Justin and I were. So bu- Sal's not like that. Just, <laughs> Justin and I were building an
2: app together.
0: What kind and of s- app?
2: So we were building a fitness app. So oh. we, we've yeah. sunk a ton of money, time, and effort into oh. building an app. I, mean,
0: I knew you guys knew each other. I knew you knew each other.
2: Right, but we they were we were actually each of us. So. Justin and I were doing that. Justin was really working on the technical side of it. I was starting to build a social media presence because that was going to be our outlet to push the mm-hmm. the, the app out. Yeah. Sal and Doug had already written Maps and a Bulk, the very first program mm-hmm. that we released. They had already written that. And Doug and him were already working on the marketing material to go out on into the web and mm-hmm. start selling it. Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of doing that. When we all got together... There was like all this synergy, and then the podcast thing just kind of came up. Like, let's just put it all out there. And what we all, I think, probably looked at it was like, Sal and Doug were probably like, "Well, this is cool. If this podcast thing is good, so that we could sell our anabolic." And Justin and I were like, "Well, we could promote our app. That'll work out." Yeah. And so we just kind of all got together and started to do that, and then it just kind of unfolded the way you know Justin and I kind of left the app thing, and it re- the Mind Pump was growing so fast, and we were like, "Man, let's put all of our energy in this, and then we'll see where it takes us." Well, yeah. There wait.
0: Was- wait, wait. Stop. Okay, when you guys first met, I had to like rein you in. Okay, when you guys first met, was it in a, like knowing you were going to work together in business or just no. as friends? No. So how did the business thing come up?
1: So we just, we all got to my, we met at my house. We all just wanted to meet each other. Well, like, before yeah. that even, before yeah. that even, I sent, uh Doug and I had completed, so I had written the MAPS program, Doug. Had put it together in a way that we could deliver it, uh, you know, uh, online. So like in a, in a module yeah. or whatever. I came up with all the sales material, and we developed. We did this like thirty minute, or was it twenty or thirty minute, uh, like infomercial, um, and it was me talking about why Maps Anabolic was was so effective and why this is a good program and all that stuff. So I, at this time, I was in conversation with Adam just through social media, just here and there. We would talk to each other about cannabis uh, mainly uh, because he was in the cannabis industry. I was into the science behind cannabis. They were sharing pics with each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we, that then, then yeah. real quick, real quick, they we got would, weird. Yeah, real quick, we would fuck with each other and talk shit and I, I liked him right away because he, he he's one of those guys you could, you'd fuck with and he wouldn't take it personal and that's something that I, I value in, in yeah. friendships. Um, and so then when I had the sales material done, I thought, oh, he's the perfect person. I'm going to ask him what he thinks before releasing and get some critiques. So I sent it to him He saw it. He loved it. Called and messaged me. He's like, let's get on the phone. We need to get on the phone. So we got on the phone. And in that phone conversation is when we decided to have a meeting with everybody. And then we met at Adam's house. And that's when the podcast really took, uh, you know, took shape. And the meeting wasn't like, let's it's meet. A secret
2: club. It's it wasn't like- one like, let's meet <laughs> so and like, now, uh, <laughs> do business together. It was like, I I wanted to introduce Sal to Justin mm-hmm. and he wanted to introduce Doug to me. Where'd you
0: guys meet? My yeah.
2: house. It's yeah, it's house. house. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sat in my well, house, in my living room. I remember
3: it vividly. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And we
2: just started, we just start, all started talking about what we were currently working on, mm-hmm. what we saw in the fitness space. And it ended up being like a three, four hour, just fire conversation. Mm-hmm. And, You know, Katrina, I wish I got to find this. I know it's on one of my iPads at home that she recorded the conversation. She was in the kitchen and she just kind of hit record while we were going. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So we'll have to dig that up sometime and find that. But at one point, I think Doug, it might have been somebody piped in and said, like, we should put this on a podcast. And it was interesting because I think everybody was kind of aware of what a podcast was and knew the, of it as a growing medium, mm-hmm. um, but I think the three of us are just like I don't know how to start a podcast. I don't. Yeah. Have-
1: <laughs> well, no, that first that first audio stuff. Yeah, no, the very first meeting, Doug wasn't there actually. It was it was uh, just us, and then that was when Craig was there, um, and I knew Doug had all the recording equipment, and I remember I left that meeting called Doug and Doug's like, what do you think? And I'm like, this is, I told him like, no, no. Doug, what, the you, guys, were the very fir- you were at the very first? You were at the very, oh, first, oh, the very oh, first time. Oh, the very first time at my no, house? No. I thought Doug was at that one. No, not at the very first one. And that's what, And but I came back and I told Doug, Doug asked Craig me. He goes morphed into Doug. He goes, what yeah. did you <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Replaced him. Yeah. 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 And I told him, I'm like, no, this is something that, this is the real deal. This is what we need to do. And what, what's good, what was interesting about it is I think as the podcast started to develop, all of us valued each other's, um, value. We all valued because each- you got to keep in mind uh, if, if I were, uh, and they could have done the same thing, right? Remember Adam came into this with the only social media presence, right? Like, mm-hmm. Nobody had a social media media presence. You know, we came into it with a complete and finished program. Mm-hmm. They had a nutrition guide. They also had their app. We could have all gone in there protecting our, our, you know, our chips and been like, now, you know, I'm going to do this side, you do this side. No, but we went in there to develop and We're like, and the first thing was let's maps anabolic. We're going to sell it and it's going to be mind pumps and mm-hmm. we're going to put the nutrition guide and it's going to be mind pumps. And we're all going to do this together as mind pump. Cause I think we all valued yeah. each other's well, value. A very rare thing to, to right. find people that mm-hmm. would
3: be willing to, you know, work together and like work with your assets, you know, and put them all in there and, and collaborate like that. Yeah. So that was very rare to find. Yeah. We did
2: that yeah. early too. That was early on. And, and well, in,
1: hi- in hindsight, you think, Oh, well that's obvious, but it's not, you know how many people we we've, in, or especially in the early days tried to work with and they would have maybe like an idea or product and we want to work with them and you should see how they come at it with us like well, uh you know, I get a hundred percent of it because it's mine or whatever. And it's like it yeah. wouldn't go anywhere without exposure <laughs> yeah. right. like I knew maps anabolic, which was my baby, right we, mm-hmm. I created that. I knew I wouldn't sell shit if it wasn't for this loudspeaker that we had created, which was Mind pump. So I knew that the value of of Mind pump was more than the program, I knew that. And in that that I think in hindsight, it sounds like oh, it's twenty twenty. Like yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't make sense. A lot of people go into business with people, and they think that they they deserve everything. It's like no, nah, man, you got to look at the whole. You take one ingredient out of the pot, and you don't have a cake. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have just flour and water. I think we were I think we were really lucky
2: too that, or I don't know, it's luck. But I mean, we all put ourselves in that position. This was like a um, you know, D- Doug says it well all the time with the labor of love, right? We were we all had other careers and had success outside of mind pump. And so mind pump didn't need to make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were all starving and the, you know, the, the nutrition guide sales and the anabolic sales was like, what was feeding each other's families. It was just like, Hey, we, I have this vision of mm-hmm. what I want to create and put out and put it out. And this seems like this would be a great medium to do it. So I think we were really lucky to be in that position because we were we were patient about things. We didn't, I mean, shit, we didn't release anabolic to our audience a year for a year. year. It was ready to sell and make money Mm -hmm. day one, Mm -hmm. day one, and we didn't release it to our audience till over a year. Why? Because we we wanted we wanted to add so much value to our audience, we wanted to prove that we could add so much value mm-hmm. that they would be begging and asking for us to sell something before we actually consider. We had doing to convince that. everybody,
3: you mm-hmm. know, had to build that authority and that trust. And mm-hmm. I think that that's such a you know mistake a lot of people make getting into podcasting or whatever they're doing is you know they expect you know to monetize it right away, mm-hmm. and it's like you gotta you gotta give as much as you can to, to build that trust and get people to, to back. You and to bring people to you, mm-hmm. and then you know once they they really want that from you, that's when we release it.
2: Oh, I remember that vividly too because we would we talk about it all the time. Like, should we do it now? Should mm-hmm. we no? And we, it, all of us were no, no, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. It finally got to a point where every day we'd come into work together to do a podcast. And I'd be like, dude, I, have, I had three DMs today and an email of people were, like trying to give us money. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. like, start a Patreon. Yeah. I, you know, they were trying to support us. What do you have to buy? Like, we got to do something. And, mm-hmm. and, and each guy would do the same thing, like, no, me too, me too. And we're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's time. It's getting yeah. to the point where people are trying to give us money just to give us money because we've added so much value. Then we all felt good about it. We're like, listen, if we now release a program, people were trying to just give us money to Patreon and we have actually something for them to use and buy. Mm-hmm. We all felt really good about that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. A lot of people bought. Right out the gates, just purely out of support. A lot of people would be like, Oh, I'm already doing another program, but I've been trying to give you guys money for your cause and what you're doing. So I bought the program up. And that's when we kind of knew we had something. We knew, like, awesome, we've, we had proven that model that we are adding so much value to people's lives on the show. That if we ask for a hundred bucks for a program, mm-hmm. people aren't going to bat an eye at it because they already felt like they've gotten ten that ten times that through mm-hmm. listening to the show.
0: I think a lot of people are confused by the model though People have asked me this about you guys They're like I don't get how they sell the programs because in the podcast, like if you listen to the podcast, you could just do it yourself
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, you that can. was the idea. The idea is uh, we want to give people all the information and tools that they need to improve their health, become stronger, become more fit, develop better relationships with food uh, and with exercise. We want to give them all that for free. Now, the programs, if you buy the programs, it just puts it together and organizes it nice for you. There's videos that demonstrate what to do, and it's something that you can follow. Otherwise, you have to listen to the podcast constantly and piece it together you know, for yourself. But if from a marketing and business standpoint, here's what we know about, you know, modern media. If you have a book, if you go on a podcast and you talk all about your book and you break it down and you give p- people the 10 most important things from the book and people really get the idea of it and they like it, they're going to buy it. They're still mm-hmm. going to buy your book. That's the way it works now. It's it, it, it's not like it used to be where you, can't, you kept everything hidden and tried to get people to buy things based off of mystery. No, people buy things now because they support you. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit different. And the programs do, like I said, they package everything nicely together for you so you have it. You know what your workout is. You got the videos. But yeah, you could... You could totally listen to our, our 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 podcast, and if you're a diehard listener, you don't have to buy a single program. You'll well, get all the answers. I would
2: I would venture to say that probably 80%, maybe not now because we we're, were we have a lot of internet marketing going on now and Facebook and leads. We have a lot of people buying our programs that never even heard the show before. Mm-hmm. So, But I would say 90% of the people that listen to the show that buy the program do it purely mostly out of support. Mm-hmm. Like it's that, man, these guys are pumping out content. You think we put out five episodes a week, there's at least three to five blogs that go out. There's tons of white papers. And I mean, and we're constantly giving the amount of free content between the YouTube, the podcast, the emails, the newsletter, all the shit that we do. Like, I think most people feel like, fuck, I feel like I I owe these guys, especially if we've fundamentally changed your life. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a day goes by that we don't all get a DM or an email. Somebody's like, shit, I was just working out yesterday and. Some kid walks up to me and he 's been listening to the podcast for two years he 's lost a hundred pounds didn't own a program mm-hmm. you know so it's we have so many people I think that we we've given all the tools to to change their lives that a lot of people I think feel compelled just to buy the program out of support and then when mm-hmm. you buy the program it's fucking awesome and it's put together nice, and we 've gone back and we 've revamped it, made it better and better so the idea is that we can go out into the you know, market that doesn't know who Mind Pump is and sell to them too. But initially what gave us the base and what to scale this business was the loyalty from the people that were listening and all the free content that we gave. They just felt like, oh man, I hear this is out of support more than it is like, oh, I'm going to open this program and I'm going to learn something I didn't learn already on the Mm -hmm. podcast.
0: Yeah. I think it goes back to how a lot of people now, they think if you just get more followers, you'll, you'll make more money when it's really just if the followers you have are that loyal to you. Then you'll make more. You know, I know people who have huge businesses who have like 2,000 followers. Yeah.
1: Who was that one girl that she had like millions of followers and she came out with a t shirt line and sold like 10 shirts or something like that? Yeah. That I don't know. One, yeah. There was yeah, this influencer. Was a crazy she had like cool. 2 million followers and made like no money off of her shirt launch. No, no, I mean, it's about influence, uh, authentic influence. That's what will build a business. It's not about. The amount of just the amount of eyes that are on you. Because a lot of times, people follow people just to look at them. They don't give a shit about what you have to say or well, be what honest you have to sell. How many
2: people? How many people do you follow for that exact reason? Yeah, I mean, ninety nine percent of the people I follow, I'm not like looking or reading their information or because yeah. they're adding value to my life. It's because I'm a looky loo. You know, it's like oh, cool car, cool boat, oh, nice butt. You know, what I'm saying like that's why I'm following. So these people that grow those followings through those means by showing their cars off, showing their butt off. Sure, it might get you tens of thousands or even millions of of people paying attention. But that doesn't mean they're going to financially support you because of that. I mean, that's that's silly to think that, I think.
0: So why do you individually? Why do you think people follow you? Each Uh, of us? Yeah, you.
2: Oh, I definitely. One of the things about you, well, what I think we did good, um, all of us. Is we, instead of, and we talked about this at one point, you know, there was a, there was a, a, a point where we discussed potentially, you know, all being under mind pump so we don't have to could manage four uh-huh. Instagram accounts. But we also recognized that or uh, really early that there was definitely a clear division of people. Listen, there's a lot of people that listen to the show that fucking hate me, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of people that listen to the show that probably don't like Sal. Most people like Justin, <laughs> but wow. Sal and I are Most very polarizing like and, so I think it's really smart that we've kept individual social media, and we're and we're very true. Like, I think if you look at Sal's, the way it looks, the way it sounds, I mean, that is fucking him. You know what I'm saying? There's no fakeness about <laughs> yeah. that. Same thing with Justin. I mean, it's really our personality. I think we've done a really good job of – Giving you who we are through our social platforms, and so we attract the people that listen to the show that like us, yeah. that identify, they relate with us. to us. Yeah, yeah. some of the the people that follow. There's a lot of people that follow me that don't follow Sal, that follow and that follow Sal that don't follow me. And yeah, fo- I think that's it's it's uh, very obvious in the business, and mm-hmm. it's it's as it's grown, it's becoming more obvious. So you know, I do. I, I attract probably the more sarcastic cynical type of people that um and that are probably into things that i'm into like basketball and fashion and and bulldogs and shit like that and so i get those people you know mm-hmm. we all get different uh people and i think th- and there's a crossover so there's a, a percentage that mm-hmm. i think that is a fan of all of us and, mm-hmm. and 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 respect and like our all of our personalities but i would be a fool to think that there's not a lot of people listening that just cringe when i talk and they don't like me and it's mm-hmm. like that's just part of it man <laughs> You
1: know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, what about you? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say people probably like to, uh, they probably like the way I communicate information and make it easy to implement and understand. So I, I like to present information. I'm, I also tend to like to, you know, converse with, you know, deep conversations. So I probably attract that kind of people. I also have a very uh, dark, uh, sense of humor. And I also like dad jokes a lot. So simple sense of humor and some dark sense of humor. So I have people that follow me that like that kind of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's pretty, I mean, I don't probably, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I I either people either love me or they hate me. Um, I tend to be very polarizing. So, and I like to think more people like me than hate me, but I don't know, maybe (laughs) that's just my, my, my own ego. Um, but I, I know that I know that I do that to people. Um, but I'm just, here's the thing, like we've had this conversation so many times, I'd much rather be who I am and have, you know, five people that want to hear what I have to say than be someone else and have 5 million people, yeah. you know, want to hear what I have to say. So I know the people that follow me uh, probably like what I have to say because I say it a lot. Well, look at, I, I think
2: our, I don't know if you've ever gone through our comment section on all our pages. like we just don't, we don't attract hate. Uh-huh. We really don't. Yeah. I mean and even if you ever see any on our page, it's normally someone being a smart ass and having mm-hmm. fun with us because mm-hmm. we know that we openly jab at each other and mm-hmm. you can take a jab at me and stuff like that we really don't attract a lot of haters to our, our platform. And I think it's just because we're so true to ourselves. And we've probably beat you to the punch. There's not very many things that you can tease uh, me about that Sal or Justin I already have, make fun of myself have already day not day like, fucked with yeah. me already about. Yeah. so. And I think that, and we're so authentic. I think that just it, it attracts people that it, you either don't pay attention because you don't give a fuck about us. Yeah. But if you do pay attention, you really do like us.
0: Well, I think also, though, people know if they say something, you'll just... Give them some sass right back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen people hate on shit you write, yeah. and you just like write five paragraphs back, just killing the argument, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's like people don't want to put themselves in that position because then you're get get after you. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you don't want to. Does anyone not like Justin? Well, Have you ever yeah. gotten hate?
3: Yeah, it's mainly like that I interrupt or say something stupid or, you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, they really are like into whatever story Adam's telling and I'm fucking interrupt him and like say something (laughs) like, no, why, why do you always say dumb things? You know? And uh, I don't know, like, or something like Sal's (laughs) on a train of thought and then I fuck it up, you know, like, but that's intentional. Yeah. You know, like I, I do that because uh, I was a kid in class that would get bored and (laughs) I would make like our teachers, you you could tell when the teacher was checked out and Uh they would, they, they would like, I remember vividly this one time uh, we had to sit there and just read like Shakespeare we had to read like Romeo and Juliet and I and I was so bored because everybody would just read it like all monotone and and so I just decided to have like a really effeminate voice and like be Mercutio and, like, you know <laughs> like, like just go for it and everybody's dying and laughing or whatever and then like I get sent to the principal's office so I was like that kid that would just shake it up because it's like look like you're not even putting effort into this, like, or, or this is getting really boring and you know, nobody's paying attention to you. Like, mm. I don't know. Like I, 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 somehow I have this like sensor to that, but yeah, I don't know. I think for the most part, what I'm putting out there, like, I just, I think everybody's is way too serious about things. And especially in this climate now, Yeah, like fucking relax, you know, like, <laughs> like you're not that important. Like, you know, it's funny relax. when he tells stories, like that, it just reminds me of how, like and this
2: is so true too. I think we're all like, there's parts of us that are of each other, right? Like thinking in a different life, like mm-hmm. I was Sal and a different life. I was Justin for sure. We all would have been really good friends. Totally. I signed all my high school yearbooks. Life is a joke. Laugh it up.
3: And, so, and I was definitely that,
2: that kid who fucked around in class the same way yeah, and same. so there's things just like that that have bonded all of us mm-hmm. it's funny that we found each other way later in life but when we the more we find out about each other it's like dude this dude would have been I, hanging I, out with.
1: I, me I, would have, sure. I would say that Justin's the X factor if, if you had to pick the, X, the X factor for <laughs> for no really for the likability you know because you know of our show or whatever if it was
0: just you guys it, it would be polarizing. it
1: would be very annoying mm. yeah. I think it would be very I think we would have an audience it'd be like hardball yeah. Of, you know, on Fox or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, they like <laughs> argue a hundred percent. Yeah. Justin's the X factor. That's when people are, uh, try to figure out what is that one piece. It's Justin. Yeah. yeah.
0: But also yeah. in terms of just entertainment, listening to a podcast with more people is more entertaining. It's like being at like Thanksgiving dinner with a big family and everyone's yelling at each other, interrupting. It's just more entertaining <laughs> than if there's two people. Yeah. A lot you know more energy mean?
1: for sure. Yeah. Like, definitely.
0: I like listening to more voices.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes when there's a lot of voices though, it's it can be you confusing. Mm-hmm. Chaotic.
3: Yeah, NFL, yeah. So, yeah. It
1: can get chaotic and lost and- um, we get, I mean, we, we get lost in our own conversations oftentimes on the podcast where they just kind of go off. We used to do that a lot, especially in the early days. And, uh, those turned out to be some of the best episodes. Yeah. For sure.
0: What was your favorite episode ever?
1: Favorite ever? Whoa. Sparkly taints.
2: Taint. What?
0: That's Sparkly. a
1: classic.
2: Sparkly taints. Yeah. What,
0: what? Yeah. what is that?
2: Oh, you gotta listen, I guess. What episode is <laughs> it? I guess you, it's like episode like 50 or 70. Not even. It's, not even. it's like 12. Really? No, No, it's yeah. not that far back. You don't back. think is so? It, what do you think, Doug? I'm pretty sure. I, it's it's before a hundred though, right? Yeah, 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 it was in. The I've early... never
0: gone that back, no, not that far back. Oh, really? No. Every
2: once, I mean, what's crazy? So this is something that blows my mind about our podcast. It's also what I think we all agreed that we, when we knew we had something special, was we and since we've since we've started, uh, we get people that come on board. Like there's somebody right now going through one all the way through mm-hmm. and they go through and they listen to every single episode it, Yet, even though they found us right now at episode 1,000 something.
0: God, who has that much time? That's I, crazy. It's insane. Don't lot, ask
2: me. A lot of times it's people that have jobs that they can actually listen to a yeah. podcast the entire... are so yeah, like mail carrier or, right. or you know, so truck driver. So they're going through like eight hours of podcast through it. Because so, get, I get shares every day of like a episode 26. Oh my God, I can't believe these guys talked about this and I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, I go like, oh Jesus, I don't know yeah. if... We would have scaled to the size we are today if we only did podcast episodes like that. <laughs> I don't oh, know if yeah. I
1: have a favorite episode, um, but I, I, you know, there's definitely favorite, uh, you know, moments. Like I can think of the first time we all wrote a program together; that was amazing. And there's moments where we've r- written programs together that were just, uh, you know, just I could never forget um, the first Paleo FX that we went to. I think was uh, I, I remember that. I think that was really fun. Um, you know the first times traveling, uh, tr- traveling out to Florida, mm-hmm. meeting with Ben Pekolski and, and you know uh, and, and Lane Norton out there. Um, those are moments I can't. Uh, yeah, see number, number 18. eighteen. Yeah, That's I told you it's really not my
2: favorite episode to be honest. Because we, I I like episodes. Well, more... now that
0: you said that, people are going to go. Oh, of course. Listen. Oh, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. terrible. You did that on <laughs> purpose.
1: It's funny, right? It's funny. That's yeah, what it is. We were raw. We. So you got to understand. We, it was ridiculous. We are. We're 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 three guys with a lot. A lot of training, experience, and wisdom with zero media experience. No media podcasting experience. So what you hear in those early episodes was... Just three dudes that had no idea unfiltered,
3: like nonsense. Like we're just trying to figure out what's gonna work. We're just going. Yeah. And
1: and part of it was let's see how hard we could push the other guy. A lot of it was that. Yeah. Let's see who can make the other guy more embarrassed. Who yeah. can say the crazier oh, thing? Wanna, Who's okay, gonna squirm? And and nobody fucking backed off. No. So it got really. It got we didn't really have crazy. Craig anymore. So it was like fair game. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly.
2: Like the, yeah. the floodgate. We, did, we did episodes titled "If We Were Gay," <laughs> "If We Were Women." Yeah. Like, we just yes. speculating. I can't you know? believe you, of all people, didn't know. all Go
0: that far back. It's just you you don't
2: need to. Please don't. I personally, (laughs) I enjoy episodes that are way more recent. I think uh, because we. What's another thing that uh, that's been uh, special about the 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 team is that everybody is so uh, competitive and hypercritical of themselves Mm -hmm. that we have continued since day one, pushed ourselves to grow at our craft. Mm -hmm. Like I think our podcast sounds completely different today than what it did just... Three four hundred episodes. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. a new
1: if you're a new fan, if you've been listening to us for the past year, you listen to an old episode. It's a different podcast.
2: And we've all yeah. cared, We yeah. care. We've all cared about mm-hmm. getting better. Like we critique the shit out of ourselves as soon as the mics go up. Yeah. Just like man, I, w- I should have done this. I should have been more like that. And Like yeah, I don't know. We've cared about. I think all of us individually have cared about uh, being better at our craft since we've started. And I think that I really think that's a lot of what's happened with the, the growth of the show is we're still the same people. I think we've just we've learned the little things that. Uh, make a difference I think in podcasting because you know we did talk over each other a lot I think and and I, th- I think we we definitely move with each other much better than what we did at the the early episodes sure they might have been fun and entertaining because we said crazy off the wall mm-hmm. shit but I think we're a lot more cap- we,
1: were, we got to know each other through podcasting so mm-hmm. what you hear in the early days of podcasting is three guys who fucking really liked each other they just met really liked each other yeah. had the same goals and we're getting to know each other through the podcast. And yeah. because we're all so open mm-hmm. um, and we like to challenge each other, that's what you hear. You hear us literally pushing and challenging each other through the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I got to know Adam and Justin very well on the mics. I mean, uh, our conversations are always about our lives and, and whatnot. You know, the beginning of our of our Q&A episodes are like that. And that's how I got to know these guys. Uh, it was through the podcast. so. That's what you hear early on, but at the end of the day, it's like we want to be as good as possible because our goal is to communicate the right information, to get people to do the right things when it comes to fitness and health. There's so much bad information that's out there. We all fell prey to it. We all taught it. We all taught bad information in our early days of training, so we're trying to to fight that, and that's a big monster. Mm -hmm. That is a huge monster of terrible information. How are we going to fight it? How could we possibly fight it? I know. Let's be more entertaining, and let's communicate it in ways that are is more powerful than the ways that the other people are communicating it. So that's always been our goal. Can we be better at getting our idea? Can we be better at selling the right ideas than the bad guys are at selling the wrong ideas? That's been the goal.
0: So, what have you have you learned to in order to make that happen? Like, what have you had to work on to make that happen?
1: Well, so the analogies that we use and the way we communicate information, we've honed through training everyday people. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, you, when you've when you been a personal trainer for 10, 15, 20 years and trained lots and lots of everyday people, you just learn how to communicate nutrition and exercise technique and workout cues and how to implement, you know, activity into your life. You learn how to communicate in ways that are effective just through experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the beginning, I said this this particular way, it didn't work. Then I was able to communicate it this way. And then I saw it be real effective with clients mm-hmm. and I just kind of honed in on that. So that's that's where we get that from. Now the skills of podcasting, the skills of talking, not talking over each other, of making good points, of staying cohesive Uh, Of bringing loops together so that it makes it powerful, you know, uh, it makes the conversation more powerful because we do have long form. We are communicating for an hour or longer. That's a skill that we developed as we podcasted. And one of our uh, one of the one of the things that we did early on, which we still continue to value to this day, is, and this is very true for anything. Nothing will replace uh, practice. There's nothing you can do that will make you as good as just consistent and continual practice. Well, we podcast 5 episodes a week and we've didn't we've done it that way almost since the very beginning. I think we started at 3 and then we moved it up to 5 very quickly. And so you figure in a year we've done more podcasting than most podcasts have done in 3 years or 4 years. So and we knew that. We did it on purpose like let's just keep doing it's this. Reps. Let's just keep going until we get better and better. And it's funny every I would say every 100 to 200 episodes we do like a quantum leap in our And how well we we do, whether it's how we interview or how we communicate something, it takes about 100 to 200 episodes. And you can hear it, you can hear in our podcast, like zero to 100, then you get to 100 to 200, then like after like 350, and there's all these like jumps in our quality. And so it's just practice, 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 just keep hammering this message and keep getting better at hammering this message because we're fighting a battle against people who are Experts at selling people the wrong shit. They've been spent a lot of money and time on it. The only way we're going to beat them is if we can outsell them. So let's let's keep practicing. So it that's took the goal.
2: me a long time to get comfortable with podcast silence. Mm-hmm. Like it took that, that would
1: have never happened, no. right?
2: Like it took it took me a long time to know yeah, that as a is. listener, it doesn't sound that crazy on the other yeah. side. And but when we be in here. You know, never short of words either a Sal so it's really easy to fill the gaps in the space yeah. and that's what I feel like you hear a lot of in early episodes it's so different now where mm-hmm. we're so comfortable with the, those pauses mm-hmm. and those. T- that made a huge difference and it gives mm-hmm. you time to kind of gather your thoughts like I can sit there and fire away.
1: We just learned that like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that long ago? Yeah,
2: it was pretty recent. Man, we had our first uh, time. It was the funniest thing ever. It was just like not even what six months, maybe six months ago, eight months ago. I don't know when it was. It was when probably we, like yeah, six probably months ago. Where we had gotten so comfortable with the pauses and the the moments of silence in the in the episode that I think I had just finished a statement. <laughs> it was and, nothing. And, and, yeah, and the guys looked at each other. The guys like, thought I was going to keep going. Yeah. And I was done. <laughs> and then like. It was, like, silent completely to where we were like sitting there for, like, a good 30 seconds, 45 <laughs> seconds, and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and we laughed about it. Obviously, Doug cleaned it up and shortened it up, but that was the first time that had ever happened. It weird. And we actually talked about it afterwards, like, wow, that's really cool. As, as much as it might have seemed like it was a fuck-up, it really wasn't. It just shows you where we've come, where we've realized that, you know, we don't have to be, like, constantly, you know, verbal diarrhea the yeah. entire time, and we can let those pauses happen. And, in fact, when we do... We tend to articulate our points better and gather our thoughts better and the conversation flows better and it's better on the other end as somebody listening. Mm -hmm. That took a long time to get Mm -hmm. comfortable and really good at that. Like We had had to do a lot of things to calm our nerves and be okay with that.
0: I think that's an important skill just in general with communication, though, not even just podcasting. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Um, It's also an interesting dynamic with guests, though, especially with that. Do you ever have guests who like they're super uncomfortable with silence. Oh. Like I, I've had people come on and they pause for like five seconds. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, why? They're like I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, we're talking, You're allowed to. you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you no, know,
1: so, some guests can be very difficult. Um, we recently had a guest that was really, really hard. Uh, she, she mm. was super nervous coming in, sat down, had four pages worth of notes and she was Are just extremely bring notes. We should ban it.
0: Have you ever had that
1: before? No, I have never had anybody bring yeah, pages of notes. I'd never. That was the first time I ever PhD I, too. Yeah, and I don't care. You know, bring notes or not, I don't care. You, you know, do your thing. But it turned into a very like she would just answer my question very straight, and there mm-hmm. was no I couldn't go anywhere with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried to you know talk about a particular subject, and I think she took it personally or so. We got it was really really strange. Yeah. It, so there are times that, and there's there's only been a few of those times where we're like man that interview was real rough. Usually we pick the guests because we think we're gonna we're gonna drive with them,
3: but and this we was usually one self reflect too. Yeah. Like, hey, what? Like, we didn't prepare enough. Like, we didn't have enough of you know interesting ideas to kind of throw in there to make the conversation better. Like, it's usually like an assessment of like, oh no, what did we do wrong? Mm-hmm. But you know, occasionally there is one or two that'll come in. And it's like, man, that was. Painful to pry anything from that. Person. Well, we we realized later on too that like you know
2: we're so as as big of egos we have. There's also a, a big part of. There's definitely a lot of humility that amongst the the four of us too. And I think the part of that is sometimes we forget like how big of a show and how big of a deal it is to come on this show for other people because mm-hmm. we don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. These guys we don't think of ourselves like that. Yeah. But you forget like if you're somebody else who doesn't have a massive podcast or a huge following and you come into this studio it's you know for intimidating yeah it can be intimidating
0: yeah well i was thinking that too just during this conversation like the first time i ever came in here if i hadn't known you guys or podcasted before I would have been scared shitless like also just the way like it's super bright now it's not usually this bright in here but mm. I remember the first, it was like dark and it's like this is a black room and there's three guys around you and it's like <laughs> you guys you. are very you're you know no, but you know you're <laughs> very like you're thing. very comfortable <laughs> podcasting uh, like you guys have big personalities like someone who isn't comfortable podcasting and doesn't have a big personality would just get ripped to shreds I feel like
1: I could mm. see that but we're look we're 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 the most we're super regular, everyday guys. Um, I think when you meet us in the first 30 seconds, you'll get that impression. We're just we're regular dudes. Yeah, we don't we don't like the smell of our own farts. We're not that, those kind mm. of guys. Uh, maybe Justin, yeah, like, yeah. mine. He yeah. likes. But his, someone who hasn't
0: podcasted before and has these mics in front of, of them, yeah, no, like, it could be. You know, it's it like, be very
1: intimidating. You know why we liked you, Christina, is because when 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 we met you the first time, we uh, you had contacted us and you were a fan and you wanted us to come on your show. Adam and I were already down there doing some of the podcasts. We're like, sure, let's go do this. You did not come across as timid or afraid in fact you put us in our place a couple times and cut us off a few times and we loved it i'm like Mm -hmm. this she's got she's a spitfire we love her this is great yeah um and so we like that we like that 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 quality in people because we want people to feel comfortable you know i like to Mm -hmm. i like to feel comfortable so i want other people it makes me uncomfortable if you're uncomfortable you know what i mean
0: do you ever podcast with like other well-known podcasters and they're you feel like they're afraid of you or they're like intimidated
1: um, I don't know. I think because there's three sure. of us, if you're by yeah. yourself, you might feel that way.
0: Adam yeah. knows. Adam's thinking of something. I know who you're thinking of. Yeah, no, I'm
2: thinking of a few. No, we've had a few. We definitely have. There's uh you know, it's, it's like anything else there. And some people, some people are going to be like you who are very down to earth, not intimidated, uh, strong personality, confident. And we're going to jive really well. Then there's going to be other people that are insecure,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and they're insecure about their business. They're insecure about their skill set, and you can feel that in the conversation when when they come into it. You know, mm-hmm. they're afraid to talk about certain things. They have rule: oh, I don't want to talk about this, and mm. you know, their but posture. Say that? Yeah. Oh yeah, Inflated Like Beforehand numbers. or during? Oh yeah, we've yeah. had people say that they they don't want to talk about certain things. You yeah. know, and you can feel posturing happening sometimes. So we've mm. we've had podcasts that you know we early on this, and this happened more often early on. I really think that. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've now, in, in at least in our space, have really established ourselves. And I think we've gotten around uh, to enough podcasts and shows and people know who we are. I think we have a pretty good reputation. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're pretty well received now. So it doesn't happen as often. But when we are coming up, I mean, we were all... We've since day one. We've been overconfident in what we're doing and who we are. You know for sure. Like, why aren't we number one yet? Yes. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah These people so, suck. We and so that could be that could be a little like off putting for somebody yeah. who maybe has been more established. Maybe they've been podcasting for eight nine years already, and then mm-hmm. we come in and and we podcast. Oh, I remember that. Oh, there's been quite a few. There's mm-hmm. been quite a few podcasts. It's, it was more common early on. It's more. It's rare. More rare now because I, again, I think we have a. I think we have a reputation now. We've been doing this now for almost five years. I we think.
1: got interviewed by one at the time. Cause when we first started, there were a few fitness podcasts that were at the top. They're not there anymore, but they were there at the time. And there was one that was kind of big that we'd heard about. And when we finally did a podcast with them, the, the, they interviewed us and the posturing during the podcast, we were all very aware of it. Like this is, kinda, oh, yeah. this it's is kind of like, weird. What's happening. Yeah. This feels uncomfortable, but whatever to make matters worse they never aired the episode and told us they lost the file. Yeah. Um, which you, it Totally, which totally, you know, an insecure, you know, like, let's let's feel these guys out type of deal. Yeah. Um, and to us, it's like ridiculous because we're the coolest guys in the world. We don't give a shit. But, <laughs> yeah. but after that, we're and like,
3: Unless okay, you do that kind of shit.
1: Yeah, and then you do that kind of shit, whatever. Mm, and then, then like, you know, can't. and then you can't crack the top 50 Chick anymore. <laughs> that's what happens
2: so yeah it was it was actually happened a lot when we first started but not so much now uh now i think uh i i I do i think we've been around long enough that uh, and we're really friendly so if you come in and maybe if you thought you you know thought some things about us or maybe we came off as arrogant or something and then you get to know us and you're like oh fuck they're not like that Mm -hmm. they're really down to earth and very cool i think we break those walls down Pretty well before you get on our podcast, so I don't. I don't think we experience. It I
0: think everyone knows you're friendly, but you can still be intimidating and friendly. Yeah, I get told I'm intimidating all the time
1: because you're confident. Yeah, really. Yeah, because you're really mm-hmm. confident what you do. I think that's what it is. I think when when. When somebody is really, it's truly confident because true confidence isn't cockiness, right? Confidence is just this this air. It's 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 being comfortable. It causes the other person to mm. look at themselves. Well, especially if there's mm. somebody who's not confident. That's
2: yeah. exactly. If you're not That's confident and you're around someone super confident, it's it's, trigger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It definitely makes it even more challenging. So yeah. I think it's more of that. But I
1: don't. I mean, had you met us all in our early 20s, we would not be the same guys for sure. No. We would have been those insecure, kind of cocky. Loud, you know, in, in a different way, kind of guys, but um, it happened at the right time, I think, for mm-hmm.
0: us. What do you look for in a guest? How do you pick?
1: It has to be someone that man. We're picky as fuck yeah. now. Now it's we be are really uh, interesting. Now yeah. our our episodes on our own are some of our highest performing ones. So we don't get guests necessarily because we think it's going to grow the podcast. It has to bring value to the audience. So is this something that the audience will truly find value in? It has to be something that we find interesting. Otherwise, it's going to be a grueling hour. Two-hour-long podcast, mm-hmm. and um, does this person communicate a message that we either a thinks needs to be spread out there, or b needs to be countered? In which case, we're going to counter it on air. On air, but that's something we need to work on. I'll be honest. Yeah,
0: uh, let's dive into that mm-hmm. because who who have you brought on? Who you feel like you brought on to really counter?
1: We well, first we, Lane Norton was our first.
2: We, we brought the Jawsor size guy on with that intention. Oh, yeah, that too.
0: Yeah. I didn't listen to that episode. Yeah, we, But I feel like I've never really heard you guys go after someone. You haven't. Someone.
1: You haven't because that's the last you need to get in there. I think that's the last get in skill. The well, race. we put it out there, but a lot of people don't
3: want to do that. You know, like that's lame. It's one of those things. Like, if somebody asks you, "Well, come on our turf," and then you know we're going to have this debate. Well, yeah. it's think not about, really like appealing to everybody. Yeah, and think about how intimidating that is. I mean that's that's really tough to like put yourself in
2: you're not just going up against one guy you're going up against three guys right. mm-hmm. that you don't agree with like there's
3: not a lot of people that are even willing to put that Put themselves. And if you mission. are going to come in, we're going to respect you right away, just for doing that, right? So it's yeah. it's a hard thing to be like a hard, that's I how. I have a hard stance on this. Yeah, that's when how you're trying fell. to relate to people. That's how we fell in love with Lane. Yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. know, Lane. The
2: intention of Lane was like to stir it up. Like mm-hmm. I mean, we were. I mean, I, I think I wore my I F Y M sucks T shirt on that. Yeah. We were all hyped mm-hmm. to like. Tear oh, we it. were ready. Yeah, we thought it was going to be crazy. But because he he came by himself and yeah. and we we hung out beforehand and really respected the way he brought his points and so we ended up really liking him it was like you know I think that's just the way we are too it's like you know we don't have to agree with everything you say and maybe for entertainment reasons people would like to hear more arguing or fighting mm-hmm. but that's not more our Jerry Springer that's yeah. not our personality like but, if I disagree with you but I like you as a person like I have lots of friends like that my, yeah. best, my best friends totally. and I have different political views and ways of raising kids and we disagree on a lot of, very like big time but yet I love them like a brother yeah huh? but
0: if your purpose is to like spread what you believe is the best mm-hmm. information if someone comes on the show and says something that you don't agree with don't you think it's important to keep pushing to like yeah. get well, to the I got an of
3: example it? for you we did have uh, the trans community on uh-huh. uh, from was it the Glad foundation Sal uh,
1: I can't remember the name um, of the organization
3: anyways <laughs> we did bring them on because they they wanted to counter our stance on transgender athletes mm-hmm. and so we did we did debate and we we didn't get anywhere in that conversation yeah.
1: and the debate the, the, the debate essentially was that we thought that if a if somebody transitions post puberty, um, that they'll have an advantage, um, especially a, a, a male to female transition. And they said no. There's no there's no advantage because of the hormones. And we wanted to have an actual debate uh, mm-hmm. and discussion. And I thought it would be great to have two people. Who were both transgender, one of which which was uh, was a competitive athlete, mm-hmm. to come on, and we did have a good discussion. And at the end, we agreed to disagree. Like them, I like right. them; they're nice people. Mm-hmm. It was all good, but I do think you know that's a skill to 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 counter people, especially when you invite them in your house. I kind of feel like I was raised to be to with to have a certain level of hospity, uh, uh, hospitality hospitality mm-hmm. when you invite people over. So I feel like when they're here. And they come over to our place, I feel like, oh, we're going to beat up on you. Uh, It doesn't feel right. I'm not
0: saying beat up on someone, but you can have... Like a discussion. Sure. Well, I don't think forth. any. I you don't think you guys we, do that with each other. Yeah,
1: but I don't think we've ever allowed
2: True. someone to say not definitely not recent. For sure, early on. For sure, early on, there's been times where people said something we kind of cringed, like oh we should have said something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but uh, there's nobody says some shit on the show now that we don't. Yeah, now
1: we'll go against. Yeah, that, yeah.
2: we if you mm-hmm. if you say something and we disagree, I for sure. I, I mean, I in that that episode they're they're referring to right now. Mm-hmm. I flat out said I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she made a comment about something and I was like, no, I disagree with that statement completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll if you say something. Thing that one of us completely disagrees with, the other, the, the other three, one of us will say something. Someone mm-hmm. will not, not say. But what ends up happening a lot of times is a lot of the things that we disagree with people on aren't uh, over facts, it's over opinion stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I think the best strategy for fat loss mm-hmm. is actually more this direction for the psychological reasons, and we talk a lot about that, where you know, I have Elaine Norton who's going to come very scientific. Well, mm-hmm. he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. and we're not wrong. We're mm-hmm. both kind of right. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not an argument really. It's like, well, you know, in our experience, you know, what I can say this is I, I haven't spent the thousands of hours in the labs like you have mm-hmm. to, to break down the science to the level you have. But you haven't spent the thousands of hours with the clients like I have, and what I can tell you is that here's how this plays out. Right, mm-hmm. you you could present that information to those thousands of people all day long, but what I know is that a majority of them won't do this if I don't get to the root cause, which is a psychological issue. Mm-hmm. So speaking to that is more important than speaking to the science. Mm-hmm. That's not like a right or wrong. You're not. Yeah. He's not wrong. We're not wrong. It's just a matter of opinion and, and each other's experience. I think we do a good job of still having that discussion, so people mm-hmm. can hear it and take their own yeah, opinion. I just think it. we're right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> always right. <laughs> Pretty much, actually. But. Always uh, right.
0: Okay, let's wrap up. Let's flip over your angel cards. I was
1: uh, wondering. Where we're so what? Do this. So what are these exactly?
0: They're angel cards. They're gonna tell you. So what it's you like you need. a. To- well, it's like a
1: know. tarot card,
0: but it's just a single for what's happening Ooh, today. Ooh,
2: I like this. Okay,
0: one. Okay, Adam. <laughs> Read it. Uh,
2: uh, The Empress, uh, Archangel Gabriel, time to act upon your plans. Creativity is rewarded. Luxurious or abundant resources.
0: So what does that mean for you?
2: I mean, there's a lot of things that have been brewing right now that I want to make moves on. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been kind of like back and forth on should I, is it now the timing or not? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's fucking time. Now's
0: the fucking time. Yeah,
2: especially <laughs> It's so with, accurate. You are yeah. an
1: empress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are an empress. Uh, yeah. the empress. <laughs> you are a beautiful God, empress. God, these things are so accurate, dude. <laughs> they yeah, are yeah. so accurate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, mine is the chariot arch archangel, um, uh, Metatron. Oh, that's Halloween, Met- saw, Metatron? Halloween sauce. Bro, Metatron though. I sound like I thought that was a transformer. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Metatron. Come on. You're an empress, bro. I'm Metatron. Uh, <laughs> it says determination and self-control, career advancement, acknowledgement of success by others. That's very nice. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah, successful to what you. What does that mean to you? Oh, what does it mean to me? Uh, it just means to continue on this path, it's going to start to accelerate and do well. And, and, uh, I, I guess the lo- the bottom part is that, I, I, people will recognize me for, you know, for what I'm doing, but I've, I've been feeling that already. And it's, it's a nice thing to feel.
0: What? Look out. Okay, go.
3: Yeah. Uh, is this five of Gabriel? This, uh, okay. I'm going to read this, but this is not like, I don't feel this at all. Okay. To be, <laughs> <with you>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> be honest with you. It says a challenge you can resolve. Withdraw from the drama of others. Have patience with yourself and those around you.
0: All right. Well, tell me in two months. two oh oh two
3: months? Are you putting that kind of juju on me <laughs>
0: No, I was going to say, tell me something comes <laughs> two up. Two months. Watch out. Something's going to come face up. A challenge. There's going to be drama. drama bro.
3: From Megatron. <laughs> be, <okay>. No,
0: <laughs>
1: Metatron. <Stop> Metatron. Metatron. <laughs> it. Metatron will come.
3: and
0: <laughs> Okay. We need Doug's. Can you talk?
3: Oh, no, a live mic. Oh. I'll read Doug's for you. There. Okay. Doug, he's the five of Ariel. Uh, you needn't go through your current challenges alone. Help is nearby. Negative thoughts create self-fulfilling prophecies. I got your back, Doug. Damn, Hey, mm.
1: hey bro, you and I got good ones. They got bad ones. Yeah, what's up with the hell's yeah, yeah, going yeah. on? <laughs> a lot of good times for it, you and
3: it, I. It'll, it'll
0: be it'll be. They're trying to break
3: us up. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, do,
1: you, do
0: you connect with that, Doug? Uh, Are you facing a challenge? I have a
3: little
2: skin thing going on. Too. Okay. Mm, yeah. He has a skin thing going
1: on. And okay. oh, and maybe you need to ask Christina for help. Yeah, That's the help. That might be a- Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, so maybe we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You can put some essential oils on you, his face.
0: You know you guys, you love the cards. Sal loves the cards. Huh? Oh, I, oh,
1: I like this one. I, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the one I pull. Actually, I, like
3: the, I like the Chinese cookies better. I'm going to be honest. The <laughs> the Chi-
0: like- what the fuck are the Chinese cookies? <laughs> Fortune oh, cookies. Oh, you mean the fortune cookies?
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is that like not politically correct?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Chinese I get money eat Chinese food what it's not that far off jeez God, okay. I like those cookies made by Chinese people <laughs> I
3: do they have, they have better fortunes that's all I'm saying they're all positive aren't yeah, they yeah. I don't think they have negative ones in that yeah.
2: no of oh
1: course God. not is there yeah, any negative
3: this seem like this is a negative well,
2: well,
0: this what? is a positive deck I didn't oh. pull out the the neck the other ones fucking
3: that's why it's it's negative. not real you know I like the real one where it's like no or yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the pendulum. Yeah. Oh, we got the pendulum, the pendulum. thing.
0: That, yeah. These, I, I do these are just, those. that can be future, that can be current. Mm. It's just mm. supposed to tell you what, what you need to know.
2: How mm. long have you been devil worshipping for? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> approximately one point five years. Uh, mm. I don't worship the devil. <laughs>
2: How's it working out?
0: You yeah. don't understand. You don't understand. Of course I don't. Stuff. That's
2: why I tease yeah. and make fun it, of it. It
0: goes. So. Al- it can go alongside religion. It's
2: really scientific, I'm sure.
0: It goes alongside religion. <laughs> it is. Mm. <laughs> have you looked into the science behind energy work? No. You can fucking measure. You can fucking measure quantum physics, the, me- man. the electromagnetic fields coming from my hands.
1: Oh Okay. They'll be stronger mm. than yours. Uh, really what? yeah I don't know how do you measure it
0: with like emf imaging? reader yeah
1: oh yeah that's real accurate yeah no emf readers are good yeah, yeah. so you can measure off your... have you
0: not looked into like the science yeah. like acupuncture like there's been so many studies in acupuncture like energy medicine they've done mris and like so many brain scans and like you right. can measure... i
1: i know enough to know not to be 100 percent sure of mm. almost anything True. Uh, you, you know do you believe in ghosts so <laughs>
0: yeah yeah Yeah. What do you think they
1: are? You ever have an experience with a ghost?
0: What do you mean by well? What do you mean by ghost? Oh my god! You have a story. You said
3: yes.
1: There's a story here. Yeah. Like
0: spirits, not like fucking Casper. Oh well, obviously. Mm.
1: But tell me your spirit story. You have one. I can tell. I know. I want to hear it.
0: You know, you got You know, this is what I fucking do, right? No, like no.
1: Like intuitive. Like we don't know any of okay. this. Okay. Oh well, I know that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Like
0: with Reiki. So now, like most of my clients, I don't really do that much nutrition anymore. I just mostly do Reiki. Mm. And with Reiki, if people Way have, if people have guides, like fucking spirits will be in the room.
1: What do they you see? do? What, work. what do they say to you? Do They it say anything? Or I, feel yeah. like, I feel like I, feel like like I roll around with spirits around me all the time. Oh,
0: mm. you fucking do. Uh,
1: I know. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I got him. Who's, yeah. What, what are his spirits like?
0: I can't tell Tough you. Tough as nails, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. They're, they probably have this face on like.
0: Oh, this guy <laughs> like, again. No. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of energy. My spirits, like,
1: my spirits are like this.
3: Uh. <laughs> Mine are just giving me like shoulder rubs. You <laughs> know, just chilling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you see our auras? <laughs> yeah. Really?
0: We've what? gone over this. Am I orange? What color Ooh. are
1: our auras right now?
0: Adam's always red.
1: Oh, wow. Damn. You know, what does burn, that mean? You burn hot, son.
0: It's people who uh, have big personality. Like,
3: Put off a
2: lot.
0: Like very passionate, creative, sexual, like just a lot of energy.
2: <laughs> that is me. Yeah. yeah, that's you.
3: Putting that vibe off
1: I all of that. that. Sal's
3: been attracted
2: to
1: that
0: since day one.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's too hot. Yeah. I got to take off they, my shirt. They burn too hot. Yeah, these Norman two together. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sal's <South of, laughs> right now, you're blue.
1: Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What's blue?
0: Blue is people who are, like, calmer, mm-hmm. um, good in crisis situations, mm-hmm. um, more emotional.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird that you say that. What's Justin? Just said, He's purple <laughs> over me or what? Yeah. No,
0: Justin, Justin and Doug are both green right now.
1: Oh, really? Uh, I'm always mm-hmm. green. Envious. I, yeah. Yeah. Green? That's because <laughs> his stomach's <laughs> fucked up. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> no, green, 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 green is,
0: like... So green, so all the colors are connected to chakras. Okay. Okay. So like green's the heart chakra. So it's like nature, healers, people who are really loving and like good energy. Like, yeah. Okay.
2: Now, what I'm is a, it? I'm a lover. If, if, the fact that we all have different colors, what does that say? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or would it be better for us to all to be the same color? The,
0: no, everyone has different color. Like everyone has different aura colors. and Your aura, your aura can change depending on your mood or some people are really consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I tell you last time?
1: About my color? I don't remember what you said. Purple.
0: Some people. No, you, Magenta. Uh, Sam. You might have.
1: What's purple? Salmon.
0: Purple is like in people who are more psychically, psychically aware, like intuitive, um, that's, spiritual. That's probably me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty awesome at that. That's purple. <laughs> that's
0: white. Rainbow. Yeah. Silver. Gold. I feel like Justin has What's a rainbow. What's the
3: best one? I am kind of rainbowy. What's the best color to be?
0: Well, that's subjective.
3: Well, what do you
2: think is?
0: I think. I think like uh I think white.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, what's white?
0: Like just very connected with greater consciousness and purpose and Boring. intuitive. Boring. That's your <laughs> that's your crown chakra. It's and all that's, the colors. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. it's your crown chakra. Mm-hmm. It's everything. White. Wow, it's I wanna beaten. see that
1: kind of stuff. Yeah, no. you gotta be able to Can you tell your own color? Yeah. What are you? I'm purple. Are you? Yeah. I knew you were purple.
0: You don't see it? You look pretty I white can, to me. I can mm. see it. I So I guess I'm the fucking best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's you can, awesome.
0: You want to learn to see auras? Yeah. Okay, so you guys have to start practicing. So go home and find a white wall and just hold your hand up and just like.
1: Now is this sober?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay, so no oh, drugs. You know me. Oh, well, not. I don't know.
1: I don't know if you were are you lived in LA for a bit. I don't know if you started a white drinking wall drinking and, and I stare at my you head.
0: You've been yeah. the worst influence on me. That's
1: true. I did. Wow. Yeah. used you, to, you did you stay the del- at del- their house last night or are you there, there tonight?
0: No, I'm uh, going for dinner tonight. Nice.
1: Uh, uh. so what are you guys doing for dinner? Uh, you think you're having fish, right?
0: I said fish and you were like, I don't want fish. She so
1: just can't have garlic.
0: Yeah.
1: Which hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. His, well, he's
1: Italian. Okay, let's wrap broke. this
0: shit up. Okay, tell people where they can listen to your podcast.
1: Mind Pump uh, on pretty much any platform, everywhere, everywhere. Just everywhere. Google it. Yeah. yeah, Google it. And then we have websites and stuff. If you haven't heard of it, <laughs> <What> put <are> your <laughs>
0: handles. <laughs> uh,
1: just put Mind Pump and then our names. So Mind Pump Sal, Mind Pump Adam, Mind Pump Justin, and Mind Pump Doug, the producer. Yeah. Thanks. That's right. Thank you. Thanks for having us on.
0: Thanks to Adam, Sal, and Justin, for... Coming back on the show, I hope you guys enjoyed that chat with them. If you want more from them, you can find them on Instagram at mindpumpadam, mindpumpsal, and mindpumpjustin. Go to bit.ly slash mindpumpcrw if you want to check out their MAPS fitness programs and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 10% off. And if you don't know where to start, start with anabolic. Make sure you join the Facebook group if you haven't already. Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe to connect with other listeners of the show. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it on social media. I love when you share the episodes, take a screenshot, tag me, tag the guests, and tag Wellness Wellness Podcast. When you tag me, that way I can say thank you because I really appreciate what you share. And make sure you leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you haven't already and you want to show me your support. It only takes a minute and it really does mean the world to me that's it for today i hope you have an awesome labor day weekend do something fun relax enjoy the sun and i will chat with you again next week bye